This is TBA Fine Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by DarkCrazy.com. What if a child dreamed of becoming something other than what society had intended? What if a child aspired to something greater? You will give the people of Earth an ideal to strive towards. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. In time, you will help them accomplish wonders. You have Windows 8? No, this is Windows 7. I, you know, I, and I, Windows didn't, 7. I didn't see a warning come up or anything. I just, you know, just shut down. I'm telling you, man, Windows 7. Huh? All Windows right. 7, okay. Windows 8 looks crazy to me. Oh, uh, I don't want it. I, they're so deep into it, I don't know what I'm going to do because I was like, I'll wait till we get used to Windows 7, and then when I buy a new computer, I'll have to deal with Windows 7. And like, no, you can't get Windows 7. It's Windows 8 now. It's like, well, Jesus Christ. Everyone says Windows 8 is wild and crazy. And I was just now getting used to Windows 7. So now every time I buy a new computer, the operating system will be completely alien to me no matter what. Maybe I ought to. I might as well buy Apple. <laughs> Yeah, really. Well, Jesus. I mean, you just you. It takes them a while to get the bugs out of OS, but they. Hey, Sean. That's what everyone Sean. says. Get Mac. Join us. Join us. Yeah, and then I can <laughs> get all the. I'll never join you. Join you... us. My computer doesn't restart on its own. Never has. That's all I'm saying. I'm just putting it out there. I'd sooner go to Linux. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> Ubuntu! <laughs> you are listening to TV Ate My Dinner. My name is Sean. I am here with uh, Greg and Andrew once again. <laughs> My name is Kurel. 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 Gilbertel. Yeah. Just everyone. Stockel. 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 <laughs> Are we all ills? Like, okay, so tonight we're going to talk about Man of Steel. Yeah. And hopefully leading into what we've been meaning to do, a Superman retrospective. So I guess we can just do the Man of Steel first, and then we'll do our retrospective following. But, uh, I, I liked it. And we'll see you later. All right, good night. <laughs> good night. Yeah, me too. I, mm, pretty know, good. All right, mini I, I kind of liked it, too. I mean, it... it Oh god, here we go. The old Greg comes back. Here we go. We're winding up. Yeah. <laughs> we were on the streak of one with Star Trek. You like a thing. I, well, I didn't, you know, actually I'm I'm a lot more forgiving about this one because it it's it is extremely hard to make a Superman movie. It just you know I think they did a like, really good job of making it a, a, a good action packed kind of blockbuster without losing the character. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the character... I'm actually just sort of now learning more about the character because I, this the movie did pique my interest to yeah, go look into some new. other things. Yeah, it's hardly been around at all. It's kind of an unknown DC character. Very been, little background information <laughs> you can get. I never have been a huge fan. And hopefully it'll be as big as Iron Man in a couple of years. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, really. No, never, man. Never How the worm turns. <laughs> uh 
Yeah. Not, not, never be as big as the Green Hornet. Yeah. What is yeah. that? What is that? Aquaman? <laughs> like that Aquaman. Uh, but, but you know, it... it I actually I, thought this movie, like we've been saying forever, that, that the sort of Superman in the modern world would be a, a fascinating story to explore. And I really think that's what they tackled in this movie. Like you have this, this figure come up and he's this sort of the, the almost biblical character ends up in just corn-fed Midwest sort of upbringing and then he ends up in the modern world in, in that level of, of, of cynicism and what happens and especially the, I thought they framed the story really well because immediately you know, Zod and them come up and out him and it's like humanity versus Superman immediately it's like oh okay there's a lot of interesting moral decisions that that he has to make in this movie. Well, yeah, and I have to say that I don't really have a problem with any moral decision that he made. I know a lot of fans have. Andrew was saying that people said, were upset about. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! It's making this too. He just did the biggest spoiler in the movie. <laughs> really? That you just dropped a hard S there. That Zod was his father. The yes, S stands for out of left field. The S yes. stands for spoiler here. S stands for spoiler. Spoiler alert. Andrew was saying that people were upset about the, the him killing Zod. But here's the thing. What's, uh, to be honest with you, the people that are very upset about that actually don't have a comprehensive understanding of, of the backstory of those characters in the comic book world. Because that is, that is very consistent with exactly what Superman did in the comics to Zod. Well, this this is what I say too. Like I was telling Sean this about the other night. I was like, I think I loved it. I thought it was great. It wasn't. I mean, I don't. It wasn't blown away. I think it's a great start. I think it's like Batman Begins level. I think it's like a solid eight or something. Yeah, you could have a Dark Knight yeah. after this movie. The positioning yeah, is great. I, it I wasn't mean, a Dark Knight. It wasn't the best. It's Batman Begins level. And I think if you didn't, the people that are like these fans. I mean, because I'm a Superman fanboy, but I might be more of an apologist fanboy than like an outrage fanboy. I'm always like, well, look at the good of this. This is pretty good. Like, yeah, it's a great I, I feel start. like the same way. I think I think it is sort of a starter movie, kind of like Batman Begins was. And and if uh, you take it as that, the things that people had a problem with, like two like two things. I mean, the, t- the two big things, like the Zod thing. I was like, well, what is he going to do? It's like, that's well, that's Superman doesn't kill. I was like, well, that's, that's what he does. This is the origin of the character. In the comic books the whole thing and that's what makes Zod such a such a threat such an interesting villain because yeah Superman can catch Lex Luthor and he can put him in prison and he can catch all these other super characters you know and because he can contain them it's like Zod is uncontainable that's like you see they wreck everything in this movie no matter what he does to try to help people I mean Zod and his minions are just stomping hell out of everything there is no like sending them back to the Phantom Zone is the only thing they can do to get rid of them like Zod existing in this universe it won't work he could wreck the whole world while Superman's asleep there's nowhere they haven't even introduced Kryptonite yet there's nothing you can do to stop Zod so he's he's left with the the moral decision of of executing him because there's well, nothing else you can yeah. do to contain him and obviously yeah and he's about to kill people but the big the only the biggest problem I had like and I don't mind those character things because I thought that was really great. And I think they earned it. I mean, his reaction afterwards really powerful and poignant. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he makes a one-liner or something after that. We see exactly where his head's at in that scene. I know, and it's like yeah. to pull off like the most cliche, like, no! 
it's impressive. It's like, oh my god, that worked. I mean, movies do that all the time, and it's horrible. Well, because and here's that, the thing: the buildup is there because you see all these moments where, from the time when he was a kid, where he's being told you can never use your powers, you never use your powers because you wreck these people. It's not just because you can't be discovered. It's like because what am I going to do? I flick that guy's head off. Right. It's like so I can't fight back at all. And then he's put in this situation where he must fight back for the better, for the greater good. It's like so he has to use his powers. It's like he, it's against everything that he's been taught, the, the the restraint that he had to to use. So. So it, I thought they did a great job of, of building up to that. And like I said, in the comics, like just, I yeah, mean, Nerd Alert, in the comics, he, he, he executed Zod, uh, Feora, and Jack Sir, I think, because of the same thing. They destroyed like a whole planet, and he was like, there's nothing you can do with these guys. And the thing about it is, too, like, I mean, the other, the, I, I love that scene. And the, but the other big thing people talk about, like the big problem, I mean, they might have little problems here and there, but most people liked everything. Most people liked Kevin Costner. Most people liked, even people had like that Mark Wade guy who's a Superman writer who did like a lot of the, he wrote a series called Birthright, which a lot of this origin story is based on, like a lot of elements of it, you know, all the Krypton stuff, a lot of that stuff. He had this whole big essay and he, he had the problem with the Zod thing, but they also had the problem, but he liked certain things that other people didn't like, like, one criticism I heard is that the way that Pa Kent dies, because people like the kind of poignant thing. And I get this point that you know the the whole point of Pa Kent dying of a heart attack is like something that Superman can't save. But I think yeah, this I is a much more. Way. I they, get that, but I they think they were this just trying to more, represent that more dramatically. I think this is a much more layered thing because it speaks to the kind of psychosis and stuff. Uh, and even I, that I Mark Wade guy, I actually liked that the writer because he's like it works because a second before he says you're not my dad. Like he like that in that moment he was proving how much he loved him because of that that scene. I was like, I mean, everybody said, "Well, he could just go save him." I was like, but it wasn't about that. It's about him trusting him fully. But it's kind of weird because it's like his dad is his dad was right, but his dad's kind of it's kind of wrong in what he should be doing. But well, he's so afraid. Well, I mean, I, I, I really actually think... take issue with people who say that that Jonathan Kent was wrong. I mean, because. I think if he was right. Father, I mean, he turned out to be totally to be, right. If you're, if you're a father and, and your kid has these things going on, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, you're not going to tell him to use his powers and and uh, change the world. You're going to tell him to be careful because you don't want him to get hurt or, or taken advantage of. Right. Yeah. It's a much more modern interpretation of it because it's exactly how parents would act I think in Kevin, that situation. Kevin Gosner does such a great job in that, too. He's, a, he's great. He's there's like, such yeah. a moment because you can tell how conflicted he is because he's that scene. Well, I think part of the problem that people aren't as, as blown away by this movie as they probably should be is because they did such a good job in that trailer of packaging up all the awesome moments in the movie. So they really, yeah. even I mean, though the trailer didn't spoil any of the action, really, it spoiled all of the emotional core of the movie. Right, right, yeah. So, it, like, you had seen all, and they did such a great job because it was so inspiring. It's like these voiceovers and stuff and all the, like, these scenes with him and Kevin Costner and then juxtaposed with the, with this voiceover of Jor-El giving the speech about how awesome everything will be. It's like, that's the core of the whole movie. So you didn't really actually give away story points, but you kind of gave away all, all the great emotional moments of the, of the movie. Yeah, and you expected that to be there for the two, two and a half hours that you're watching the, the movie, and it doesn't really manifest itself 
that but, strongly again in the movie because really, you, like you said, you've, you've, it's already been given to you in the trailer. But it's so expertly revealed in the movie too. Yeah, it comes I mean, out exactly in the moments when it's supposed to and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's germane to whatever he's conflicted about at the time that it's happening. And, and Kevin Costner is just so great because it's like, you know, what's it supposed to do? Like, let all those kids die? And you can see he's like, I don't know, maybe. Like, you know, he doesn't know. He doesn't I mean, know like, what the answer is. You know, a, obviously, yeah, a, you, a, you can't, but but here we are. I don't know what the... And really, I mean, the, the ultimate... Because like, it is sort of the Batman thing in Batman Begins. Like The ultimate answer is for me to dress up in a cape and, and punch things. It's like, well, we wouldn't have thought of that in the real world. Well, yeah, and that's why... I mean, I think that people that have issue with this movie because of the character of Superman, I think they're not looking at it like this as a, that it's an origin story. Like this is a, we never got an origin story of Superman in the sense that he well he was just great he got to be twenty and he moved to the planet and he's just awesome and he's like because Pa Kent told him to be truthful and that's a very kind of one dimensional picture of him he is an icon he is powerful that character is so powerful because he is so pure and so good but I think if where they're going with this is so much more powerful because the way they'll get there is that he becomes that because of this and the big issue people have is like all the destruction and this is and this is stuff that i felt like oh, i wish i was in there you missed some of that is that all the destruction that he's causing too inadvertently or just i mean he could have gotten people because he's he never used him. his yeah, powers before right right that was something that i didn't really like either. and you miss like that miss that element of superman where he's like he's losing the battle because he has to go save these people because he is weaker because he loves them so much he loves people so much but like well, this is an origin story. That, he, know, had, he, he had he, he had wouldn't to think have for, even fought in in the city. Like you know, he would have. Yeah, but yeah, go, I agree. And with I get that, here. but this he is, had it for this as an origin. I mean, he's been taught to never use his powers at all, basically. And now right. all of a sudden, he must use them, and he has an advantage in that he has managed. He's controlled them so well because he had to keep them in check. So he's actually more powerful than Zod and his cronies because they're wrestling with things he's wrestled with his whole life. Right. But he's earned at the his same time, power. unleashing that power, he has not practiced using that power in moderation. Yeah, he's had and the suit for sudden, two days. Like, and they're coming around <laughs> just, bam, 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 bam. Right, like, right. Every time he turns, like, what are they doing so, now? It's like throwing a guy off a thing. He's like, it's a, there's a lot of mental discipline he never had to develop that he's And having. so that's why, like, I, I get that. And I, that, that kind of, because that's one of the most kind of, kind of heartfelt, powerful things about Superman's character is, like, oh my God, he's still protecting these people. He's a protector. But. Like it's so so perfectly set up for the sequel where he has to deal with the aftermath because this was just about coming out and not being afraid and doing this. But then he hasn't dealt with the responsibility like the more classic Superman stories I, about I like Superman Two is about. It's perfect. I think that would be a good it's opening, set up a good exposition. That. I think that would be a good exposition for the next exposition well, for the next movie. Yeah, it would you, be you, like uh, everybody. Not being too thrilled with Superman because he, yeah. I mean, he literally destroyed half of Metropolis. Well, yeah, well, him just being so, I mean, because yeah. he's haunted by all this paranormal before, but now, like, yeah, you can see the thematically, this one's set up perfectly, it just, he needs to stand up and come out, but the next one thematically is set up perfectly to be like, I have this responsibility to these people to protect them, and he earns that place that everybody holds Superman in, like, he becomes the Superman everybody wants him to be, and that's so much more cooler than, well, so I'm just great. If you if you have a threat that is not because Superman's there, that's what makes this movie interesting. Is all this trouble is happening because they're coming after Superman? So you build that sort of fear of Superman and distrust because he brought this this to their doorstep. I mean, it's a way like we kind of criticize. I, it's not as powerful and not as 
it's a little more muddled how Star Trek and Star Trek 2 do it, but it's the same thing with Kirk. It's like it's about him taking, coming out and like kind of asserting himself and getting to that captain's chair. But then the second one's about him being responsible for that captain's chair and be protecting the people that he's in charge of, right? It's the same story. And it's mm-hmm. like these movies do yeah, it all the time. I see, this the, is just, I see the parallels too. And I, I, I've kind of got where I'm just, I think I'm just getting, maybe I'm getting old <laughs> because those movies where they have to rush everything in order to get a character to a certain spot at the end that i mean are bothersome to me and, and well i think this, this is like that, slow i think i think they earned it in this one though because I because that's what the whole because they only had to focus on one major character as opposed to star trek well yeah i mean it's it, you know to me well, I think I was just making a general statement about Star Trek, not so many. I think it's muddled <laughs> in Star Trek. It doesn't work in Star Trek as well because I think it's well, yeah. too much. the same struggle. That what I like, like about this movie is they didn't feel the need. They're like, we have this part of the character we're going to reveal, and this is where we want it positioned for next time. So there's so many things treating it. They really treated it like a reboot origin story in that they're not going to treat this like it's a prequel and end up leaving the character where people expect him to be left. We're going to treat this like it's a, it's a movie. And they even do an interpretation of the mythology that works better. It's like Lois Lane figures out who Superman is yeah. because she's the and, world's and greatest investigative reporter. And it's I like, love that. And that's and, how and that also, relationship starts. And another thing I love about that is they're not going to have to make Clark be a bumbling idiot around her all the time. Yeah, you get that, that sort of idea that a lot of people know who Superman is, but they believe in him. So they don't go advertising like you can tell all the people from Smallville surely oh, would know. Yeah, they know. Yeah. Superpowers because it's just and like I, in the Smallville show. It's like he's saving them every other week. They know. And I just think that if I think I mean it really depends. They're set up to do a total like awesome like Dark Knight to this, and it really depends on how they do. It. I mean they well, could that totally means miss their Joker miss, is going to be Lex Luthor. Yeah, they could totally mishandle it and not address that stuff, and then this would be kind of crappy. I, it, this movie. The arc of this would go down in my eyes because, like, oh my god, then that was for nothing. But it's totally if if it works out perfectly, and the next one's all about dealing with that and taking responsibility. What a like a masterpiece this one. How this one ends because I mean it's almost like this one ends. He wins, but he kind of loses because he had to do all the stuff and kill all these people. And it's a neat place to leave that character. It's not this cheesy. Well, I did it, and I I'm the best person in the yeah, world now. Where I go, I'll go. Re, I'll just go recarve Mount Rushmore and get those right. pieces off of it, and I'll, I'll put this flag back on the White House, and everything's fine now. It's a very confused. <laughs> yeah, it's a very like it's a very realistic. I mean, his whole thing is this kind of. He's a much more. It's about his internal struggle, and it's. I, I just think it's a more realistic place and more interesting, dramatically place to leave this one. And I, I think just think people really will change it. their tune if they, if they if they earn it in the next one. People will change their tune about this one because then in parallel, if you watch them, it don't make total sense. It's an arc. I think this is a culture shock for people because it's such a modern Superman as an interpretation. I, but I would think it, the mainstream audiences that's probably the case is, you know, they just are not we're we're not prepared to see this kind of Superman. Uh, and well, I don't even think the, the modern. I, I think the mainstream audience is probably like it. Fine, they it's, love it. It's I think it's just fanboys. Fan but you know, also it sounds like not only do those fanboys are not that familiar with the backstory of the character in the comic books from years ago, but actually this character is very consistent with the modern interpretation in the New Fifty Two comics in DC Comics now. Like the way they right. sort of rebooted those characters in the comics. It's a better look. It's not darkening the character, like we said. It's seeing that character in a more realistic world and seeing what happens there. 
Like, how does he become that, and how does he maintain that? That's the story I've been wanting to tell this whole time. I know they're making a franchise, and I would think they would be setting it up to make a franchise, and not set up to be like this one, like pop and lock movers. Like, oh, that's it. Now we're we have to come back and save fun. the world again. Well, what's <laughs> awesome is if they are using this to sort of build up a mythology that they can do a Justice League movie in a franchise with the DC characters. Then that's a good place to start. Where first of all, Superman is you know the proto hero. He's the first one that has to emerge in that world. It's very Watchmen like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The game changer. Because and then everybody he's outside, like the Superman, that, yeah. and then these superheroes start to emerge in a world that's at the beginning somewhat distrustful of. of yeah, and I think I think it's cool because they they are talking about Goyer was talking about this, the Justice League, and their take on that. And in this world, I mean, Batman exists. Those other movies are their own now, and right. Batman exists in this world, but he hasn't come out, put the cowl on yet. And I think and I was thinking about this, and they're saying that Bruce Wayne like sees Superman and goes, "Oh." Shit, like maybe oh, I could be doing this capes. now. You know? Why didn't we think capes? Of course. Yeah, he's like, yeah, but it makes it oh, so much yeah. more. I was thinking about that too because it's like, oh, that's cool. Well, now they get the idea that, oh, this guy's doing it, and I can do this, and this is the way I can help because I've been wanting yeah, to do something. So you don't have to but, independently explain why everybody's wearing tights. It's like Superman's yeah, but it doing. explains. Yeah, it explains their costume so much better because in Dark Knight, uh, Batman Begins, I thought it was great, and they explained the thing and all that stuff, and they explain, well, the cape does the parachutey thing, so it's. And I strike fear in people's hearts, but in a weird way, it's like, but this is still the real world. So if you saw a guy in a costume, would you be like, oh my God, it's a monster? You'd be like, what is he doing no, in a costume? No, like, oh my God, it's a psychopath. But in a world where there's super beings that wear costumes, you don't know what powers he has. So he's wearing it almost as a bluff. Well, that's because one funny thing. In the the new Justice League comic, when it first came out, it, it, it reboots how they all meet each other. And that's like the very beginning of the thing. When Green Lantern meets Batman, they're going through it. So what are your powers? And it finally comes out. He doesn't have any. He's like, are you serious? What are you, crazy? You think, I, think it's, I think it's a much more in a weird – in a world where Superman and aliens exist, in a Batman world, it actually makes it a more justified reason for Bruce Wayne to put on the cape. Because it's it's a more of a psychological thing because like hey that guy's super powerful and you see what he can do. Because then you would not only think you know yeah. he's a creature of the night you would think he must have some kind of actual supernatural. It's powers. like he he could be a monster or something that I don't know what this is. So yeah, I think it's just such a cool idea. Well, I think I mean, this concept's going to get a lot cooler when we do introduce Batman because you you want to talk about that sort of conscience where Superman already has that that moral code he does he doesn't kill but. But then you come up with Batman, who actually has a defined code where he also says the same thing. You know, once we have established ourselves and we have power, then we can't abuse that power in that way. Right. And that's what kind of bonds them as as friends, where they're different in all other respects, is that they agree with that one general principle. I just don't know how you're going to do a, <laughs> a Wonder Woman. By the time you get Justice League, here's – and I think this is their plan because I mean, they don't Green have time could work in this world, do, though, I think. Green with Lantern all the Krypton be, people, I mean, the way they, they present it like that and that kind of realistic tone, I think Green Lantern could be pretty cool. I think a Green Lantern, now, one thing that they did with this particular movie that's very cool is just, it's just like Batman Begins, where it's such a starkly realistic sort of world they've built it in. Like, Green Lantern, you look back on it, and visually yeah, it looks silly because, because it's so cartoony, and even his mask and stuff, like, you couldn't inject that character into this mythology. You'd have to actually rework his, his costume and everything to make it look a little bit darker and a little bit re- more real. But 
I, I think this could be a game changer too as far as superhero movies are concerned like Batman Begins was except you take the Batman Begins concept and you say yeah but we can make that work to explain aliens and stuff it's like well we'll, we'll see like, I, I don't no, know check if it it's out. a game changer so much I mean, mainly because of the of the lack of of uh, like that people have for this thing you know that they, they, they you know it seems like the audiences are not real pleased with it how many are we no, saying? I, I don't think it's it's gotta, audiences in general are coming out against this thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's IMD, what, like a sixty-seven percent on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, you can't. Rotten Tomatoes is bull. You can't trust any. You go to IMDb, it's got like an eight point five, and almost the majority of the ratings are tens. And Batman Begins has like the same result. And those things stay. Rotten Tomatoes is so inaccurate about what people like. It's so based on hype and then what disappointment. You can never trust Rotten Tomatoes. Go to IMDb because usually. Just try this. Go to IMDb whenever you think of a movie and go, I wonder what I think that is. And then it'll be very accurate to what you probably think it is. And what, IMDb and is much more stable. Money, what kind of money are we talking about here? This thing's making some real money. I mean, yeah, we'll, it's already we'll, made, we'll it made money, money back in the first week. And weekend. I'm not saying they won't make another We'll see. One. Well, the second saying, weekend will tell yeah. the tale because if the retention holds, then... Yeah, $161 million. Plus, Yeah, it's plus a box foreign. office record. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, unless that has like a drop off of like sixty percent or something like that, I mean, if there's any kind of retention at all the second weekend, it's going to make a billion dollars probably. But It'll I think do you, good, you I got think. a few it loud voices movie. that they're definitely going to make another one. I'm not saying they're, they're, they're fast tracking another one. They said eighteen months. Because they got to get Justice League out, which means you got to get the Superman franchise established. And really what they need to be thinking about now that this is out there is how to establish a larger part of that universe within the Superman franchise now so that, you know, they can do a Justice League. But their plan's a little different. Their plan is, you know, let's not do a dink movie and a dink movie and a dink movie. Let's just do one big mashup and then that will we'll spin off from that. <laughs> it's yeah. like, so if that's a good movie, then that'll work. Yeah. But I actually think the Marvel model really worked. But they'll have to. Yeah, but they don't I need to do so that, too. Batman. I think they'll reintroduce Batman in the Justice League movie, and then they'll see if that's good enough to do a spinoff of the new Batman. You know. Well, that'll be a good way because after the Nolan trilogy, you really need a new context to reintroduce that right. character, and that's a good context to just put him in that world, so that it's a, a different kind of Batman. They were talking about Aquaman. <laughs> I heard that Aquaman got dropped from the roster. Like God. Oh, did he? <laughs> but I would like to see. Well, honestly speaking, you know, just from pure, just a, as a pure fanboy at this point, like if Darkseid is your your villain, which is what I'm hearing, then what you should do here's your lineup for the first movie: Superman, obviously, Batman, obviously. Bring in Green Lantern because it'll help you reposition that franchise. You don't have that to do huge, a lot yeah. of rebooting and retooling. Really cool. And uh, the Flash, you would have to have Wonder Woman, you'd have to have, and probably if you're gonna go with the modern model of the Justice League, just use that movie to introduce like the origin of the cyborg character, because he's he's all over yeah. Justice League now. That's your roster, and leave off Aquaman in the first movie, but there's a whole you could do a whole Atlantis storyline in a sequel that brings in Aquaman because they do a whole big storyline in the comics where like you know the king of they, they could also modify Aquaman to have some powers that could be used on land like Aquaman he just, does Aquaman, have like powers, powers that can be used on land the new Aquaman comic is badass right, I love Aquaman <laughs> what can he do on land he's just got super strength and stuff 
man, just because he wears yellow don't mean he can't fight. He's <laughs> got a trident. I was saying, like, he could control water or something. Like, make... No, his wife can control water, though. Well, they'll just make him do that. But nag, that's just nag, another nag. cool thing that can happen. She's hot. <laughs> yeah, I can see a Flash. I mean, Flash would be easy to do in that context, too, because they're just super fast. Wonder Woman is just, I mean, what are Wonder Woman's actual powers? Well, she's a lot like Superman. I think she can fly. She I think she can fly now. But she has super strength, and she well, has she, a sword and a lasso, and she can fly. She don't so have the plane anymore, awesome. the invisible plane? No, she don't or have She's that. sitting in it. <laughs> yeah, she only looks like she can fly because she's an invisible plane. Like, I love the, the moron explanations of things. Like, just martini lunches di- dictated everything to do with comics for a while. Yeah, I mean, they would have to do... They, you know, they'd probably do a much more like Black Widow interpretation of her because like Black Widow gets the truth out of people. So, I mean, it'd be much more... Well, she'd be like a female Superman, but she's not right. as much of a Boy Scout kind of character. Oh, she's they, a little, they she's hinted the Amazon. She's a little they, darker. They did. Uh, they do have a... There's a few Easter eggs in the movie, if you notice. There's like a Lex Luthor thing. And I did notice like, the Lex Corp. They had a, that satellite when he's up in space. I didn't see this, but it says Wayne Tech on it. But, um, oh, I didn't see that. That's cool, though. But they said that if you notice, I mean, he goes to the ship up in the Arctic or whatever, there's there's like a pod with a mummified person, and then there's a pod with nobody in it. And then they asked uh, uh, Deborah Snyder, uh, Zack Snyder's wife, who's the producer of this too, about that, and she's like, well, I can't. She's like, it is something. I can't tell you about it, but it is something. So they were talking about how that's a Supergirl. Like, actually, that there would be... I, uh, Supergirl in there. So I would love that there. because they kind of hint in the movie that, that I mean, I mean, yeah, we we did this one launched a baby, but we had all these colonies all over the place, all these outer colonies. When we well, were, so I mean, they will you do something. Okay. Argo so, so City, that, which is where Supergirl is from. A, Argo did City. Did you guys get that there was a continuity problem there though? Because um, apparently the the ship had been there for eighteen thousand years, and then when he meets up with Jor El on the other ship. He talks about how he designed the ship. It was the other ship, though. He designed the one Zod. He designed like Zod's ship, the, 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 the prison ship. one or whatever. The prison yeah. ship. You might is. be able to. <laughs> one might be able to say, like, is, is all technology so similar that we could just retrograde a Phantom Drive into a warp? You just got to put your you got to put your little memory flash drive in that. I've noticed one, one thing that's unnecessarily problematic. It's like if you're gonna have it go into the slot, then just have it self inject all the way because there's all kinds of trouble in this movie. They put that thing in and they just stand there for a minute going, uh, what is, is something supposed to yeah, you push it know, in. No, man. Oh, Richard there we, Schiff. we almost the whole Earth almost blew up because we had to push that thing in manually. To- Toby gave his life to push that thing in. Yeah. Or went to the Phantom Zone. Did you? Did Guardian just get sent to the Phantom Zone? That was the only week. There, there, there's only a couple times. Like I thought it was great, and it, it suffers from like weird. Like that was the only plot line that was like goofy to me. Like the. Uh, just like we have to do this and send them back to the fam zone it wasn't just like more of a simple story but that's because it's this huge movie and we gotta have this other action going on and well and you've given Zod taking... an army they gotta figure out how Superman's gonna dispatch a whole yeah that was the only thing that was kind of goofy because like it's like it's like that's the only thing that's kind of goofy because the elements of that are goofy are the military story of that the only thing while I was watching it I was like it's kind of weird there's one when they're in the small town when they're in Smallville on the like main street and 
and then the army just starts unloading on this <laughs> on the residential area. It's like, whoa, that just wouldn't happen. You know, what I mean, that wouldn't because they don't even know what that threat is totally yet. And so they they because he Zod hasn't started destroying stuff, has he? Like yeah, they just showed him. up. Yeah, they think he yeah, will. Yeah, and they just showed they up and they just started. First. Well, that, that yeah. was another criticism I heard about the movie was just way too much egregious violence. I mean, just and I, and I I kind of got it because when I when I was sitting there watching it, I was I got to the point where I was like, is this fight over? Because yeah, it was just too much action. It was said, way yeah. too long. I get that. Was, and the, That's what I'm saying. That third act is very clunky. Just the the, yeah. the plot action parts of that third act are just clunky. Like getting to that fight with Zod at the end, that's all you need to get to. And it's like him going across the world to do that thing. And it's like, okay, that, that, it's all just in the dubstep machine that was like, like doing something to the world or building, terraforming. All that stuff just gets to be kind of like, okay. I thought that the Krypton backstory was very heavy that and, and that I like that control. I like that stuff I liked the, the I visuals awesome. of it and I thought wow they really turned he's riding a big thing like they, yeah they, I mean they made it a big thing it's like he's riding this creature and this action sequence like Jor-El's maybe it's because we just I, I, I didn't really like it I thought it was I, I thought it got overcomplicated with like all the uh, the codex stuff and you know, well, that's the, the, well, that's the that, of that plot that's me, weird. That's what let I'm me saying. tell you what bothers me about that, and it's not anything internal to the story that they did, but I honestly thought that all that codex business and all that is lead, lead, will lead up to, and maybe still will somehow, to the technology developing on Earth that becomes Brainiac, because there's, there's always maybe. this like Kryptonian technology that decides it's going to rebuild Krypton on Earth. <laughs> it's always something that he brought over on the pod, and that's sort of in some incarnations of the story is where Brainiac comes from. And I was like, well, if you got to have a Brainiac, that would be a good way. My cousin pointed out that he thought it was cool that the Kryptonian armor looks suspiciously like the ar- the suit of armor that Lex Luthor used to wear in the old comics when he had that yeah, power I thought suit. That too. And I was like, huh, so maybe they're, you know, because really what I'm thinking of the introduction of Lex Luthor in the next film is, you know, the government brings in the world's smartest man to sort of go through this, this Kryptonian oh, technology that yeah. they've discovered and try to figure out, we have to have a way to defend ourselves Against besides Superman. just Superman. That, we, that, that would be a Man good way to, to make yeah, it to where Lex Luthor could stand toe-to-toe against Superman. Yeah, and, and he would and, be the one that... And that's the way it's go, it is in the in the new comics now. It's where that's sort of where that storyline blossomed from, where Lex Luthor, in his own mind hate Superman because he believes he has to save the Earth from him. Because he thinks but, Superman is a threat to the Earth. And they already talked about it. I mean, we were talking about that theme of responsibility for the next one. They already talked about how they're going to... The implications that Superman lives in America and, like, what that would cause internationally. Like, the man, it's just like the Watchmen. They're really going to Watchmen for all this kind of inspiration, I think, well, about how... Sell, well, Zack, Zack Snyder has got the proper background to really explore yeah, this story. Yeah, because it is interesting. Like, let's see how that works out. And, and maybe it's about him bracing everybody and trying to, like, no, I'm here to protect, you know. I think but that all that... I could see how that... That's an interesting intro for Lex Luthor about having him try to figure out because that's what happened I mean that's how Iron Man the government's just always against Iron Man in those movies well for for the same reason this is but that's a microcosm of this because he's just a guy who invented like a a robot suit but this is like an alien being with and they even ended with that note at the end yeah where he wrecks the drone and says I'm going to do this my way you can't watch me and I'm like well what are we supposed to be doing just hoping that you're fine that you remain okay 
What if you find red kryptonite? What happens then? <laughs> you turn into rapist Superman. Anarchy rapist Superman. <laughs> Isn't that, that a little is, rapey today? And that, that's the worst <laughs> Superman, I can tell you folks. <laughs> the line what he says in that movie, he says, he says, it's not often that I find myself alone. I get to be alone with a pretty girl like you. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, what does that mean? <laughs> He's like, don't you don't you think you should go save those people on the bus? It's like falling off a bridge. It's like, ah, oh, don't worry, they're fine. I always get there in time <laughs> because you because cool. you leave when the, the shit's going down. You know, there's a reason <laughs> you like, always get there on time. That's like the how it should have ended, Superman. You know, uh, from that. <laughs> that's web the best series. one. He's always such You're a braggart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just... what, yeah, one thing I like, then I you know flew away and I made out with Lois for a while and. You know, yeah, <laughs> I like. I, yeah, I mean, but all the stuff. I love him. I think that Henry Cavill does a great job. I think he's like an awesome choice to that. I think all the stuff as he mm-hmm. was a kid, and all the stuff of him, just filmmaking wise, and just like even character wise and point like acting wise, all that stuff is great. I mean, it's it's like better than any Superman movie. That stuff, even the people that don't like this, they're blown away by those things, like how they just kind of set it up in an interesting way, and it's just so well done and I just don't understand how people could I don't you see it as a beginning I don't see how you can see it's not supposed to be a complete story this is just the beginning well, now even, we're gonna move on I just don't understand well, I think like, it's, just it's, because... it's like they can't I, I just can't see where you're gonna please these fans then except for I well, agree I think, with you I think Greg at every... least there's too much special effects in every movie though yeah it's like, I, yeah, that's well the, I, lose, yeah. I lose the action when it's that intense but you have to also give Zack Snyder this is like he's the first director that that's giving him anything to punch you know that's right. what was Zack Snyder's whole thing it's like we're gonna show people a badass Superman because Superman is never badass why because he's always fighting really smart guys who that he could kill with his pinky finger but now we have like Superman fights this real threat you know he can and and he has to test his ability to who to use his powers but also to try to show restraint well, that's what Superman is, and it's a weird thing too because we make fun of like the Dark Knight Rises and those other things. We're saying and we it's about Star Trek last week. It's like, oh, what are they going to do? They just have to punch harder, you know? That's the funny plot thing. And if you could say, well, that's what he's doing, but Superman, that is the metaphor. Like he's a metaphor for. And this is going to get weird, but it's such a subtle kind of idea, and it sounds stupid, but him using his powers and really focusing and really doing that is a metaphor for like will and determination and stuff he is like the embodiment of that so his stories have to be about that in some ways yeah him. you see a guy like trying to hold up a, an oil rig that's collapsing you know that that is a metaphor yeah i mean he's yeah he's doing it he is just punching harder and punching the machine harder and flying up harder but that's like his character art those are his character turns and that's he's representing that determination through that because that's his skill i think that they have all these awesome mythic visions of the character in this movie like that first scene where you see even before he becomes Superman and knows exactly where he's from and all this stuff he still is traveling around helping people because that's who he is he cannot help right. himself in that and I and I think that's such a great way I don't I don't understand people who think that, that they didn't capture the core of the character I don't know where they're coming from on this because well, that I is the core of the character I think every generation has their own version of Superman it, you know uh, you know older fanboys older you know guys that are older than us probably see a simpler superman or 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 enjoy a simpler superman than we we're used to 
Uh, well, I mean, myself. I just don't think. Know. I think this is a core. It's an evolving idea of Superman. And I think it'll get to the place where a lot of these people like it. It's just. Gonna, That's why I, mean, I say it's, it's almost. Take, I mean, making a Superman movie is probably almost as challenging as making a movie about the Bible, because the interpretation. Yeah, I agree. But you so couldn't make the Bible. You couldn't make the Bible in one movie either, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you, you need to make chapters. You need to make. It's well, a part of an arc and a and story. And I, I also think that analogy holds true because if uh, if it becomes necessary when trying to tell the story of new people to try to modernize the concepts but there are some people that don't believe that any modernization of that story is necessary so yeah in that, in that sense that's a perfect analogy well and also you know early on in superman's character you know he really dug in on the all-american you know corn-fed yeah it's war character time and stuff arc, yeah you know and and so I mean that was his persona probably for about thirty years there, you know, definitely during the Cold War, and then you know when that went away, I mean in the world and especially after nine eleven when people start getting really cynical. Then he denounces his citizenship. Yeah, well, in the yeah I read that actually that he. Yeah. Uh, and Goya wrote that. The guy who wrote this movie wrote that series, I think. And it was a neat. Well, issue. it was just a short story, but it was a neat yeah. one. Yeah. Was, well, he wrote it. it. I, the Goyer guy did too. So. See, I'm sure that's hard for the, some of the real old school fanboys to accept. Watch out, that's going to happen in the next one, there. I bet. We'll Ooh, see. see now, what's see, an now, interesting if that was story? Happen, that would be very controversial. But it would be a neat, a neat be. story to see because you know to to explore the idea of Superman as a citizen of the world, where they're, they're calling on him. Because that's really, if you're going to take the Watchmen thing, you know, a Superman. Sooner or later, someone would say, well, you know, if you're a friend to us, then you're going to help us fight this war. And, of course, he, would, he wouldn't want to do that. That would be... Because that's a, something they even play with in the comic books now. It's like, we can change the world in the sense of the people that we help, but we can't actually change the world. We can't alter yeah. governments. We can't, we can't get involved in wars. Like, well, that's what they were saying. They are saying he, like, how they're, they're in those comments about the next Superman being more international... But like, how would he deal with like the Arab Spring, and how would he deal with like Syria and stuff? Like these problems in these world where he could do stuff, go in there and just stop these things and beat up some people. But the problem's way more complicated than you just stopping this, right? Yeah, like just, start just me once you wrecking leave. all their tanks, because then the next guy comes up and the next guy is just as bad. It's like it's an evolutionary problem yeah. when you yeah, have yeah, all the knots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you better make sure you got the right side on that too. And how well, you yeah, know this and, the right, side. right. And then yeah. who decides? Me. Because that's the whole thing is like if I'm so powerful that I can never kill because it's not my right to exercise that ability, then I certainly can't be determining the course of governments and countries and wars. And that's the whole poignant thing about Superman. That's why and even they hit upon that idea in this, and that's why they're so set up to just do something so amazing and powerful in the next one is that he's supposed to lead from the front. Like he, he can't change him and get involved with that, but he can – be an example. He's supposed to be like the shining example yeah, the ideal, of purity. The, yeah, yeah. I don't. And that's what they wars, say in this. They're the setting up this character perfectly for all that stuff. I don't see how people don't see that. Like, maybe they don't trust them that in the next movie they do that, and they're like, "Well, I just don't." They're not going to do that. I, don't know. I think fanboys I mean, just have a natural instinct for for crying about stuff. I, I mean, well, us like we're do. always talking about how we, we do it, and we're always like salivating over, "Oh, what if they did this?" This is one of those things I'm like, oh my goodness, we, I'm, we can already write the next one. I it's already like, set up yeah, to be so powerful. Like, you know, sure, there's things you'd tweak here or there if, if, if you could, but but I feel like I they approached the story the exact way I've been saying they should. Like, I feel like they took it 
and and it's not one of those things where it's like oh they did everything they should have done but it just didn't feel right kind of thing I feel like it felt right I feel like they did it right I feel like this was like Batman Begins but for Superman yeah and I don't think they made it like you can have problems like we've had problems with Star Trek too and like all these movies where the plot just falls apart and all these things I think you can have problems and I have problems with some of the story plot later on just kind of the actions of the stuff going not his character arc not that stuff but just some of the goofy stuff happening but I don't nothing's wrong with the story like there aren't any holes really and there's no like if everything they did or any if you can like this movie because you don't like the choices they made but I don't think it's because they didn't execute on what they wanted to execute on that's a good point I think and, and they it, didn't it's leave solid. anything. Yeah, yeah, they didn't leave anything that that it's didn't like, make oh. sense within the framework of the story. Like, the, and that's hard to do with a Superman that's, story because he's so hard to do like with Superman the Returns. It's like he's <laughs> if he wants to go find Lex Luthor, he should be able to search every place in the world in like two seconds. You know, we've had a yeah, we've had a full year of this whole. This has been the year of blockbusters that are so well done that make no sense. Like are oh so God. discombobulated. I'm this so is actually frustrated with the shining like example of one that isn't. Superman is this shining example of one that's like, yeah, you can not like it, but that's just because you don't like what they wanted to do. But it makes sense. Everything is pretty yeah, solid. Yeah, I think it's a very sophisticated sort of story, but it's not real complex as far as what's going on. It's, the the themes could not be simpler. And they uh, kind of t- they leave out a lot of parts, like they rely on you knowing Superman's mythology a little bit, like for one, like. They also, they, they uh, like him going up to the Arctic to find that thing. Like, why is he going up there? Like, but it's just because you know well, that you know. find something. Yeah, because but they don't explain that. It's kind of cool that you just know that. Well, he finds stuff and it sends him. Up, you know, he somehow found something. You just kind of yeah, interpret all those things. He's got to get a fortress of solitude. Let's the one thing I don't like, I love how they made because I watched a feature out of this about the costumes and how they made. You know, they I like how they made this the S like a alien symbol or whatever. It's like a sigil, like of their house. You know? mm-hmm. And they made the other ones. You see, everybody else has the sigil of their house, and his point of his costume is that it's their kind of knight. My only problem is like, yeah, that works, but this is the only one that's like big, flamboyant colors. I was like, they should have had other people that had like his is green and yellow, well, and his I think, is. I think well, that's that pretty is... standard canon, isn't it? Because I mean, it was in the uh, that was in the. Well, why uh, does he have? The, why the is the only one that's colorful? They did, they did it in that one, but yeah, I do get Kazad's was like the color was just one straight tone, but he actually had the painted in red and all that. It almost would have made more sense for him to start out with that sort of toned down and actually make the decision to sort of, you know, emblazon it where it was more recognizable in color. Or but, or his father had blue and stuff, you know, or had like red, like something, they just, they're all really brown and then but they I hit thought, to him and they don't explain this. That's one thing I, I do, I, I think really they should have explained. I, I thought the costume looked really good. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't have a problem with that. Either. I'm always real nervous. I don't like them changing the costume. Like, but even in the comics, he's no undies anymore. That's just that's just Superman's thing now. It's like yeah. it's time to put the underpants under the pants. Well, that well that came from the old strongman kind of there. That's why he had because he was like, oh yeah, yeah the strongman I mean, guys wear that, so they he should wear yeah, that. like a circus performer. Yeah, that's exactly what, it, and that's what made sense. But this new suit makes sense, and it's cool, and I, and I, I like it a lot. And the idea that you wear the cape because it's part of your household and it's like you know it's like a symbol that, that's such a because that's what super i mean it's so i think it's fascinating how they made i mean it's kind of a thor is too this movie has a lot of similarities to the thor movie like thematically and like actually not in a way but kind of structurally if you think about it but just the idea that it's just not this there's no reason for superman to wear the suit and <laughs> i mean batman can have a reason but 
but they made it such a cool reason that it's because you are standing up for who you are and you this is who you are yeah embrace you know? your heritage but also embrace your home it's like a, this is your, a, yeah, really this is your shining armor I, I, I was extremely impressed with the movie. What I'd like to see now that they got this, because really, an origin story is the hardest thing to tell, and it's usually the one you want to get over with, but they, they did such a good job with it. But at the same time, it's like now that they've done that, I, I, I do think that the next story you could get a lot more interesting with how you tell it. Especially if he's having to deal with, like, like you know, Batman, when, when he becomes Batman, he's mostly just ninja fighting in the first movie. And then his ideology is challenged in the second film when the Joker comes up in response to the first movie. And that's where we really start to wonder what's going on with the character. And you get to see him not just develop, but but actually start to get his resolve towards his philosophy. And that's what you could really do in a second Superman movie. Now that we've seen him like just have to punch hell from somebody for a couple of hours let's bring in Alex Luther who is a mastermind and and like we said he's being trained by the government to actually fight him and and kill him that's that's what I was about to say if you set it up like that then having Lex Luther as that Joker character would probably work I, I mean I, I'm coming at this from the Christopher Reeve movies that's really my biggest exposure to Superman and that Lex Luthor is comical yeah, that's and, why I'm glad that they didn't even show like that. That's a bold choice right now. It's like you know what? We're not even gonna bring Lex Luthor in. Like, let's just bring in Superman. Like the the Lex Corp thing is just there to let you know that Lex Luthor is a part of this world. But yeah. that way, but apparently, I mean, in in the comic books and stuff, he's a much more sinister character than. Well, he's like like we we're saying here, where he's like working with the government because he's a brilliant mastermind, and then but they realize he's like a psychopath. But that's an interesting storyline to sort of have him working alongside the government to come up with ways to fight things like Superman. Because we now see, because that's like in the Avengers idea, that's where the Avengers come in the movie where it's like, well, this Thor dropped out of the sky and we realize it's a much bigger universe. We had to develop defenses. Yeah, and that, that's a totally realistic point of view. And like, even though that guy, the he's like, this man is not our enemy. Yeah, that one guy said that and that's why they let him, he just flew away and he just... But the government, they obviously, because they're spying on them, they're not going to take that position. They're well, going to be worried as hell about well, yeah, what's going to be going okay, on. Let's, even if this one guy is fine and he won't attack us, and that's a big if, even if that's true, we just saw a spaceship come out of the sky with like a hundred of them. So we still would need to be able to defend ourselves against that kind of attack and not defend on just this guy to come up and, and drive them back. Yeah, I mean, the government's that. full of contingency plans. We have, what's that thing where the, there's, a, there's a Wikipedia article about it, how we have the contingency plan about invading Canada or whatever, <laughs> like United States, really. We do, like we, we, we probably have contingency plans for everything, even now. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that well, we stuff a, is just... We have an alien invasion contingency right. plan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just really realistic to the real world. Uh, I saw an interesting... Um, uh, animated Superman movie uh, on Netflix after I went and saw uh, Man of Steel with a, and it was one where uh, Lex Luthor uh, is able to get a serum that gives him Superman's powers for a short time and he uh, and through that 
the experience of having the superpowers, he um, ends up becoming a disciple of Superman because he realizes what all he's he sees, like he, like you know how how all powerful and how he can see the universe in its true form and and that kind of thing. Um, so at the end of it, you know, Lex Luthor's been sentenced to death or whatever, and he willingly goes to the electric chair because he realized everything he done he had done was wrong. Was that a, that All Star Superman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have that one. That's that comes from a really good mm-hmm. series that Grant Morrison wrote, and it's real close. I mean, they have to condense it for that movie, but that movie is really close as an adaptation of that. That's mm-hmm. a neat story as a comic, but. Grant Morrison's been writing like the Superman, the new, like the new Superman, like the new action comics series that came out, and that's why a lot of I, I see it seems like there's some influence in this new movie to the way they're doing the new Superman comics and the new DC continuity in general. And really, if they go with what we're talking about with Lex Luthor, that's pretty much in line with what's going on in the new comics. But I just have that feeling that that's going to be the best way to introduce that character. And makes sense, you know, because you're not going to go back to that Gene Hackman kind of Lex Luthor. You're going to try to do like he is in the comics, where he's just this this mastermind, but also he's just such a sociopath. Yeah. And he's like a billionaire too. On top of that, so that'd be a neat way to bring him in. And you have Superman, because really, you you want to see that Superman's no dummy either. Like, now we've seen that he can punch things, but the problem with the other movies is, if it's not something he can punch in front of him, then he's helpless against it. Lex <laughs> yeah, Luthor, wanna... that would be the way to introduce Kryptonite, too, because Lex Luthor will be the one, just like in the original movie. Yeah, that's the guy to discover. What I like about this movie is they sort of altered the mythology a little bit so that... I wonder if they will do Kryptonite, though, because they kind of made that the atmosphere thing. Well, see, that's what I mean. So Kryptonite would actually... That helps to explain it more. It's not just radiation that, that's in these, these fragments of Krypton, but it's also those elements like that are part of the environment. Also, it's not just our yellow sun that gives him powers. It's it's nutrients in our environment like like uh, that he absorbs at a cellular level. So being exposed just to the environment of Krypton diminishes his powers. So Kryptonite that just that's to me foreshadows Kryptonite becoming a thing because it's just showing you how any exposure to his old world is is threatening to his powers. Yeah. So that would be a neat one. And plus you have to if you're going to have him fight Luther, you have to have kryptonite in the mix because they have to have some way of of leveling the playing field. So that'll be a neat one. But that's funny. We talk about the government, but that, but in the comics and, and and stuff, Batman does that too, where he's like he has a way to kill every member of the Justice League. Because <laughs> that's like the first <laughs> thing he thinks of. It's like, what if these guys go bad? In the yeah, comics, they- in the comics, Superman gives kryptonite to Batman. In case, and that's he does that as a contingency, in case something were to ever happen. This uh, you Shit, need to well, be the Batman one. Batman goes bad. <laughs> I don't he's know. Got, he's got plans to kill everybody. Just don't, just don't let that happen. I guess. I hope they go that way. If they introduce in the Justice League with Batman, I hope they go the genius route with him. Like I hope he's like a like cause they could introduce Lex Luthor as being this kind of evil Tony Stark kind of character, and that's a great way because they won't kill him, you know, in the Superman movie, but. So he'd probably come back for the Justice League movie. That's like Loki. It's a good way to have continuity mm-hmm. between those. 
But that's that a great cool. way to introduce Batman's character because he's just as smart. Like, have him be the genius. And that's what you need in, in a world of superheroes. You really have to emphasize Batman's intellect because that's yeah. his edge. That's I all mean, he has. Yeah, if he's just going to dress up as a bat and punch people, he's of no use to the Justice League. It's like we got that. Don't worry about it. Don't you stay at home. But he's like the organizer. He's, he's the like one the that brings America. Them, yeah, he's the one that brings them all together because. He understands tactics. He understands how to do things. It's like we were saying, I never understand why it's like a guy with a bow because he's not like a master tactician. There's like always Green Arrow or Black or Hawkeye. It's like, uh, why are you here? Because we all have yeah. superpowers. Like Batman gets the pass because he's like a genius and he owns our <laughs> satellites. So, you know, we don't have a whole lot to say on the subject. Well, they didn't have much to do with Hawkeye either in Avengers. They just like, well, you're bad now, so... <laughs> can't do anything with you right now. So. They did a good job of writing him into that story where they both mostly had him <laughs> busy during most of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then just in the middle of a fight scene, have him Sitting shoot on a, ledge, a bunch of arrow tricks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he actually had a military sort of value to them because he could actually scout things. But, but I mean, the Black Widow and Nick Fury, they're not, you know, but they're, they're very, they're crucial to that team in that way because of their strategizing and stuff so uh, you could totally have a batman and even not even that's what i mean that's how they treated captain america saying yeah he fights but it's not a big deal he's being up one guy at a time but it's because he's leading them he's kind of you go over there you go you know that's his place so that, i think yeah. they did a good job and that's he's how the commander batman on the did. ground right yeah and that's how batman would be it's like i'm the one that can tell you guys how to utilize your powers in the best way you know and i can outsmart the lex luthers yeah so that would be I, just, I actually think Batman in the context of Superman would be a much more interesting movie character because they never got into that I mean he has the gadgets and stuff he figures things out but they never get into you know that he's a master detective in these yeah, Nolan just movies just a genius yeah. he never figures anything out he just does dumb things you know like we are saying he just climbs out of a hole he didn't figure anything out he did it the same way everybody else tried he just did it better do it better mm-hmm. I do it better do it more than they did <laughs> He's Batman. Yeah. I'm Batman. I know. <laughs> you say that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they had that's a, funny. Remember I told you guys about this as a side. I told you guys about that the Batman series yeah. they had. Well, they had. I saw another one. There's a bunch of them. They're in, I think they're in College Humor or Funny or Die, one of those. But one is like, it's the scene from the Batman Begins where he pulls the guy up. After the guy's like, you know. He, after he says the, my favorite line in Batman Begins or the guy steals the money from the falafel thing and he's like hey I got kids it's like what they don't like falafel <laughs> and, and, and in this he's like I didn't think of that that's a good idea and he keeps walking and then he pulls that guy up and he pulls him up and he all of a sudden he's like alright what are you doing he's like whoa what voice are you doing there <laughs> and it's like him going through like 800 voices he's like that didn't work for you is that not scary I'm working on some voices here <laughs> I'm and then it, he, some different ideas yeah he, he does it and it just goes through his montage of him trying all these like all these celebrity impressions like Al Pacino and like all this stuff and then it gets he's like ah Jesus wow he's like whoa what was that voice he's like my voice is my voice has gone hoarse he's like that works for me that's pretty good he's like what <laughs> so it's like the, Chris, that's how they arrive on that that's like the, the friends <laughs> where she voice. has a cold and then she can sing all soulful it's like that's the yeah. secret you sw- I swear to God you swear to me <laughs> that's the best line too for that movie that's good too. I like when he gets all mad like that. It works, but when he's yeah. like trying to tell him, like, I just got these files to give to you to take to the place. Like, what are you doing? 
Yeah. <laughs> gotta be something. Maybe a good stop by the store, get some stamps. I kind of ran out of stamps. It's like it doesn't. It only works when you're mad. It's just kind of weird when we're sitting here talking. You need a drink of water. Yeah. It's like why don't you do like all the other superhero weirdos and get some kind of modulator? <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, you're with the DA, right? We could probably press. Like, I cannot have this conversation with you yeah, just like that, horrible. talking like that. <laughs> yeah, just, just to get, to get email me. I hope they get somebody that does the Batman voice right, like we said, where like the Batman is his real voice and the Bruce Wayne voice is like, "Hey, how's it going? My name's Bruce Wayne. What's going?" Like, no, that's not my voice. You know, my voice is this because I'm not. <laughs> He's yeah. a joyless person. You know, his voice is usually just joyless. But he has you to be put careful on with it. that, though, because you don't want him to be a fop. And yeah, but you know, yeah, in the old the, Batman animated series, that Kevin came Conroy out, like, does it great. Yeah, yeah Kevin Conroy. Great, yeah. It was a great interpretation of the character, where because he has to put on personality. He has to put on that he is a normal person and has charm and personality, which he doesn't. You know what I mean? He's acting when he's doing that, and when he is, he's just straight toned when he's not. Although Which it, I think it's kind of cool. I guess it is noted that we're talking about a voice actor, so he did come yeah. up with a really and it's good hard. voice. Yeah, I mean that's what's hard. You have to, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean you have to get the actor first, and then it's like it's hard because well, Christian Bale has a you know whiny kind of voice anyway. And he, he has a great job. I mean, there's only a couple. Most of the time that really works, it, but it, it really is awkward when he's just trying to talk to him. Like that's where it shows you where Batman. It's almost better than the Burton Batman, where he kind of just disappears. Where he doesn't stop and have conversations with people because it becomes kind of dumb. Yeah. Where, but when he's just like he's just screaming bloody murder at you in that voice, you're like, Jesus, that is scary. Yeah, because it's pretty intense. You're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this guy is off his damn nut. Well, I think if he, you know, he didn't have to do that this all the time. <laughs> he could have like, a he could have a menacing voice. voice and still not. Yeah, and we already talked about sound. it in the last one. That's what's the worst about it. In the last yeah. one, you could have a great, powerful moment at the end where he's talking to those people and he's about to die. And he and they're about to find out that he's, he tells them that he's Bruce Wayne, basically. And he's like, what if you just said, instead of going, who are you? And he's like, you are, you helped the boy when he didn't need it. When I, you know, I needed you most. It's like, why don't you just talk in your normal voice? Because then it'd be kind of like, oh my God, that's actually emotional. That he's actually talking yeah, to him. Dead, like, but he's still in character. So you I was feel like, what like are you doing? Hasn't. And then when Catwoman, they have conversations. It's like, I just saw you as Bruce Wayne and we were planning this event and now you're in this costume and it's only you and me and we're talking. It's going to get into another Batman rant again. Yeah. That made me souring even more. Well, you know, it came that's on HBO Go, and I was like, that movie was sticking in my craw because the fanboys said nothing. I sat through months of wondering, that's like, the, and, like why? yeah, I'm sure that movie wasn't good. Why am I the only one that saw this? Yeah, like, that's like an Emperor's New Clothes awesome thing. How awesome Dark Knight Rises was! Like that can't be true. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? And that, if you go look at that one on Ron, I mean, IMDb has that high too, but Ron Tomatoes, I think, freaking like 90 something. Yeah. Like, good, I was like, I just don't understand it because I don't tomatoes. even feel like watching it again. I've watched it like three times now. Like, it came on HBO now. I'm like, oh. That just shows you how fickle fanboys can be. It's like, because they bought your loyalty with those first two movies that you were oblivious to that third one. And now this one's something new and you can't take it. It's like, I don't want to hear you guys when there's a super, but when they get to Man of Steel 3. And then like, oh man, she's great. Like, shut up. You don't know. You thought Dark Knight Rises was good. You don't know anything. I had to, I had serious questions about myself after that movie came out. Like, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. I did too because you're like. <laughs> and then like finally, it was like a support group. Like finally, people started coming forward and go, you know what? 
I, I kind of agree. I thought I'd, 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 I had problems with Dark Knight Rises too. It's like, thank you. I felt like it's going on my mind. I think that's enough for one session. It goes on like that for a while. Seriously, as much time as Sean spent on the couch, he might as well be in therapy. I'm just saying. I'm only kidding. I'm sure talking about Superman and Batman gets a lot accomplished for the world and is in no way a complete waste of time. So why not come back next week to hear the boys spend another hour talking about Man of Steel? While you're at it, go to tv8mydinner.com and listen to similar discussions of global importance. You can also hear them go on endlessly about Game of Thrones on the TV on the Throne podcast. And if that's not intellectually stimulating enough, like TV Ate My Dinner on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. You can plus us on the Googles or join the discussion at forum.tv8mydinner.com. You will stumble. You will fall. But one day you will join us on the couch. And together, we will accomplish wonders. Dog crazy. Dog crazy.